Alright guys, we're here. Uh real base two one four. Um gonna talk a little uh little defense. A new look defense. Uh we think it's gonna be playing where, getting getting time, uh starting possibly. Um so we, anyway, anybody wanna lead off with what they think it's gonna be in the rotation first, starting first. Good morning. Um well, I can tell you who I'm, I'm excited about, and I know we've already talked about there's going to be a lot of rotation on the defensive line, but I'm really excited to see what Malik Collins can bring in the second year. Uh, I thought he thrived in Marinelli's defense. He's a perfect three technique for Marinelli's 4-3. He came on strong. He played a lot last year. Um, I think he's going to make another huge leap this year. Um, he's going to get a penetration. Uh, he's not going to get a lot of sacks, but he's going to disrupt and cut the field in half, putting pressure on the quarterback. So, uh, as far as the defensive line for me, I think I'm most looking forward to Malik Collins, um, even considering you know, the draft pick, you know, the first round draft pick, Taco Charlton, um, who I'm also excited about. Well, I would say uh, focusing on the defensive end position, <clears throat> obviously the, the easy choice would be to, to all of that. Uh, hype and expectations surrounding Taco Carlton, and certainly I'm excited to see uh, what he has to bring. But um, yeah, it wasn't too long ago that when we drafted Charles Tapper, I know it was, it was the fourth round, I think it was the fourth round pick ahead of Dak. Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, correct. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of excitement about him, especially from what uh, everyone saw on tape. Um, may, maybe not quite as much excitement uh, about Charlton, with Charlton being a first round pick. But um, then came the, the injury. I remember hearing uh, that there, it may have actually been related to a, a condition that may have been irreparable. Um, but he's back. He's here. And uh, if, if he is indeed healthy, uh, then it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what he can bring uh, at the defensive end position. Um, you know, with, with, with Charlton, we, we've obviously we've seen him more uh, – more of him on the on the national stage with a little bit more in Michigan than uh, with Tapper at Oklahoma. Um, but uh, just remembering the way things were last year, and uh, you know, things got a little bit off course with the attention that was paid to Tapper, not only because of the injury, but because of what happened in the preseason with Tony and Dak. Uh, but if, if something happened, something did happen uh, close to when the season started, but. Uh, I'll tell you, if if you can you can have those bookends with both uh, uh, something special with uh, young players in both Charlton and Tapper, uh, it could be very exciting. And and you know going along with the the, the projects that we have uh, uh, with the Marcus Lawrence as well. Yeah, and that you know that reminds me, um, not to get off topic too much on on defense, but generally the Cowboys. We're a young team, and that's something else to be excited about. I mean, all these yeah, guys we're talking really about are really about young. That. You know, going into their, uh, they're either you know draft picks from the 2017 draft or picks from the 2016 draft that we're talking about. So that's really exciting, and it lets you know that there's a bright future ahead. Um, and that's just on the defense. I mean, overall, um, that applies as well because the offense is really young. I think what I'm more excited to see is to see how uh, how Irving plays this year once he gets back from suspension. Uh, just seeing, you know, you know, he came on strong in the Tampa Bay game. It was a complete uh, war daddy before war daddy was coined, right? Um, you know, just really interesting to see what he's going to do. Um, also, you know, 
interesting to see how we fill that void for the first four games. Um, I know we talked about it, and you know we, we talked about the you know decent rotation that we're going to that, that Maryland is going to put forward. Um, but they're interested to see you know what you know what we do to fill that void well, for well, the first four games. It's interesting because you talked about you know being excited about the young talent, and in fact there there's so much young talent there that I had actually temporarily forgotten to mention David Irving, who was our budding superstar from last year. He was far and away uh, the most uh, effective defensive end as far as rushing the passer. Um, particularly whenever the, the, the team on the opposing sideline was the Green Bay Packers. Um, so absolutely. I mean, the, those four games will go fast. And yes, that'll give, you know, time for some of the, the, the young guys who want to make an impression. Um, but before those four games will go fast, you're still talking about three quarters of the season. Uh, where, well, David, David Irving will be there. Um, and, and hopefully wreaking havoc. So yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's tough because he, we have to temper our excitement because we really, you go back the past uh, 20-some years, we really have not had much of an effective pass rush for most of two decades, uh, with a couple of exceptions of uh, some strong defensive years with uh, Marcus Ware and uh, Wade Phillips running the defense. Uh, but it, it's just, it's, it, it's hard to not be excited uh, when you look at on paper what we have, and not just on paper with what we've seen from David Irving and that potential that he's shown. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, you think about not only the way that the offense helps the defense with uh, how ball control, ball control, long drives, a lot of running the ball, time coming off the clock, but if you then give the secondary even more help, with not only them not being as exhausted from not being on the field as much, but also a pass rush, so they only have to defend the play for a uh, fresh pass rush. Yeah. A fresh pass rush. The thing about it is I can definitely see us getting away from that whole, you know, offense being our best defense with, you know, the players that we have coming in. You know, I think we I think we be able to, you know, the defense will be able to hold his own now, and it won't be one of those things where our defense is our Achilles heel. I think, you know, this, this year especially, with the, with the young talent that we have, that the defense is really going to be able to, you know, hold up there into the deal. I got a couple of thoughts I want to get out real quick. Um, going back to David Irving, guess what his welcoming home present is going to be? Right. The, the team that he performed the, the best that he, I mean, he's going to kick so much ass. Let's just go ahead. What's the over-under on sacks for that game? Shoot, I, I, he's going to be hungry. Uh, I, I was, I, it, would be, it would be nice if he could come back fresh off the suspension and get two sacks of, uh, of Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's gonna kick a lot of ass, especially. Because he's gonna be hungry, man. I think he's, he's probably still upset about getting tackled on that last play. That's what I hope last so. Year. Yeah, this this is gonna be his first I, play I, since that. Play. I mean, he got, yeah. he got, I mean, he got tackled like five times. So. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's probably still upset about that. Um, but then getting back to the defense overall, you know, when the season was over, we we started to look at you know who our free agents were. We we knew we had a lot of work to do, especially in the secondary. Um, Barry Church. You know, what are we going to do with Mo Claiborne, Brandon Carr? And then we all, we lost all those guys. JJ All three of them. Yeah, Wilcox too. Um, and I don't the three of us talked about it and we were <laughs> really concerned, I think, to say the least about, you know, what, cause what are you going to do? That's, that's your whole, players, yeah, there's your whole secondary is gone. Yeah. Your whole starting secondary is gone. Who really play a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of experience. Barry Church, you know, he turned into a really, really productive player for us. Brandon Carr was, he was always, you know, you really didn't have to worry about him. He wasn't going to make any spectacular plays. But, but he never missed a game. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. he was always going to be there. Um, 
Mo Claiborne, we all know the issues with him, but he was we kind of thought that he was maybe turning a corner in his fourth year in the league. Especially those first couple of games of the season when he came out and he played he played really, really well. Agreed. So so I had a I had a real concern about what our defense was gonna look like going into the twenty seventeen season. But I gotta tell you, I'm more confident about this year's defense than last year's defense. Even with even with the youth and you know, and the the inexperienced players, I think that the defensive line, like you said, is gonna is gonna help the secondary. Um, I'm so excited about seeing Jalen Smith step on a football field. Yeah, I, I can't tell you I how excited about that. that. I think having him next to Sean Lee is gonna be something dangerous. Even though linebackers in the NFL today aren't as valued as they were, let's say, ten years ago, like when Erlacher was wreaking havoc on everybody, um, and Ray Lewis, you know, they're, they're just not talked about as much. But, yeah, I definitely think they're probably there, there's there is like a new resurgence, especially with Khalil Mack out in, in Oakland and guys like that. Yeah, um, guys that can rush the passion. That's yeah. what I'm excited to see about Jalen Smith yeah. because I, I'm although I think that he's probably going to play middle linebacker when he's ready to play, um, he's a guy that can rush the passer too. He's also a guy that can drop into coverage. He is I mean, he runs like a goddamn deer. Yeah. I think he I think he runs a four four. That's a little faster than Tom Brady. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, it's really exciting to see his versatility. Um, plus, we've got a couple more linebackers that I'm excited to see play. Mark Nachoa, uh, the Wyoming kid. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see him. Danny Wilson has been coming along. Uh, and Anthony Hitchens, you can pretty much plug and play him all three spots. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think we look good. And like I said, I'm, I'm more confident about this year's defense than I was last year. Personnel-wise, Definite uh, reason for optimism. Probably you know, when you just look at the raw talent, uh, it's tough to name a time in the past uh, five years, or maybe even going back a lot uh, further than that, uh, that we've had had this much talent assembled. Uh, I wonder how there's going to be enough roster spots for for all of them. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up over the next two months. Um, the other issue is obviously with with uh, defense. You, know, you can make this argument about any side of the ball in any sport. But uh, the cohesion, uh, when you take a look, particularly defense in the NFL, the defenses that perform the best are ones that have maintained a level of consistency with personnel over the years. And you look back, and I guess in most recent history of superior defenses, uh, Patriots and Ravens have both kept uh, a lot of the same personnel together, including coaching staff, uh, for a number of years. And these were defenses that worked. They didn't just have the talent. They were used to playing with each other, and they used to were used to performing on the biggest stages. So you now have that almost completely wiped out. That's that there, there's you know no way that that can be looked at really as a positive with uh, that that mass exodus, particularly Barry Church, who was in a lot of respects the well he, he was absolutely the quarterback of the secondary. Yeah. Um. That, that's that, that's not something that some a, a talented young player can just step in and fill. And what what I'm hoping is, and from what we what we saw in the last game of last season, and from what we've been uh, hearing and seeing uh, in OTAs and so far, and, and the preliminary part of this season begins, is that Jeff Heath may be the one uh, to, to really step. Up. Obviously Byron Jones too, but um, Jeff Heath is really really. Uh, shown us a lot. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm probably more excited to, besides Jalen Smith, I think I'm more, like, more excited to see Jeff Heath play and start and roll. I mean, just Absolutely. like you said, like that last game of the season, he was completely lights out. I mean, he, that, the last, the last interception was complete bullshit. 
And if he had that, he would have caught three turnovers. He had game. two picks off of Aaron Rodgers in the playoff game. One yeah. was and taken it, away, but yeah. that had nothing to do with anything he did wrong or he made a good read on on the play. So, yep. Um, impressive. He's always in the right. He's always in the right spot. Yeah, it seems like. So yeah. And it's crazy because the thing about it is, it's like, you know, now we're going to be able to really see, you know, how good of a player he actually really, really can possibly be. You know, you have players like Barry Church who have been around for so long. You know, you tend to have players who are just sitting and waiting who could possibly fill in and be a better addition. So it'd be interesting to see like what he actually does. I mean, Lord knows we know the man can hit. Yeah, so yeah, he's, not afraid. he's not afraid of contact. You know, he'll hit. Um, he can cover. And in, in, in the last, I said the last game, he, he, he showed flash of being the ball. He was he was around the ball as much as I can remember seeing around the ball. And in all honesty, I mean, I, I don't want to have a, a read on his psyche, but that whole play with Lockett, that that probably affected him, and it took a little bit of time to get over that. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, maybe maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe it was just you know it's the players chalked up to being part of the game, but. It really seemed like after, you know, he was able to turn the corner from that, uh, it's just been a, a whole different kind of player with a whole different level of awareness out there. Yeah. And uh, that, that really manifested itself uh, in, in the playoff game last season. It's good to see guys like that playing well in the NFL. You know, it's, I think it's good for the team. They got to show up, work hard, do what you're supposed to do, get on the field, yeah. make some plays. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see uh, he step on the field in a starting role. So. I think that'll probably happen. I think he's going to be starting around. Yeah, I, think, I definitely yeah. think so too. I mean, every, everybody's campaigning for him to be back there uh, yeah. with Byron. So I think I think that's definitely. If the safety combo on opening day were anything other than Byron Jones and three and Jeff Keith is strong, I would be astonished. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and speaking of Byron, you know, we owe him some, some time. I think he's, you know, he's going to be a third year in the league. Um, he's a smart guy. Uh, he is now going to be the quarterback of the secondary. You know, Barry Church is gone. It's going to be his unit. He's going to be communicating directly with Sean Lee. He's going to be calling, calling the defenses, calling the coverages. So, um, you know, I think people people refer to him as the senator from Connecticut um, <laughs> because of because of his academic background and things he did at Connecticut. But um, I'm, I mean, look, he will officially be Lord Byron. Yeah, he will be. He is he is Lord Byron, and. Uh, He's smart enough to do it, and God knows he's got the athletic ability. Yeah, the can jump out of the damn gym. Uh, so it'll be good. If everyone keeps progressing, the, the guys who have been there for uh, longer than two months, um, that you know, we, we talked about, we talked about Jones, uh, Scandrick also. Uh, you know, hopefully his, his his health is not an issue. But this is again someone who made leaps and bounds of progress um, from his. his First couple of years, so what we've seen since, um, I think, really turning the corner a couple of years ago. Um, While we're on Scarrington, where do you guys think? Where, where do you guys see him playing? Do you, do you see him, you know, moving back outside? I mean, I think, I think personally, I like, I like having him in at the nickel. Yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's most effective there, coming off the edge of the blitz. He's gonna um, be the playing. Yeah, I can definitely. I mean, he's. I know he's been campaigning to get back on the outside. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I like I'd him rather, on the outside. The only issue is who, who would be taking his place in the box. And that, that goes to, I just don't know because we have so many young players in the secondary right now. I don't even know if the Cowboys know what they want to do with him yet. Uh, I mean, we got through minicamp, and I'm sure that, I mean, that was the first chance that Jason Garrett and the coaching staff got to see all these guys on the field at once and go, wow, that's a lot of talent. Yeah. I just don't know what, what I want to do with them. So we're going to have to wait to see what comes out of training camp because, um, 
we haven't even got to the draft picks yet, but, you know, just briefly, Jordan Lewis, uh, a woozy, you know, um, Xavier Woods, you know, these guys are going to get on the field this year. And I just don't know if we can say for sure where they're going to play. It, it seems almost as though if there's going to be unexpected cuts, meaning cuts of guys who we've grown familiar with and expect to be on the roster, it's probably going to be on the offensive side of the ball because just um, to make room for all of these to make room guys. for all the talent and on top of Greg, you made the point about obviously the way Marinelli runs the defense. It's a lot of in and out, in and out, mm-hmm. and when you have a lot of in and out, you need a lot of personnel. Yep. Um, with the consistency that there is on the offense, I would think that there may be some guys we have talked about. Uh, one potential guy who uh, may not be on the team much longer is, is uh, Lucky Whitehead. And, that's uh, the main reason of that is because of uh, the drafting of Switzer. Uh, but it seems like the, the, the defense is, with, with having this much talent on the defensive side of the ball, uh, we would probably be pretty reluctant to uh, cut ties with someone who could be good for us in the future. And that's out of all that gives us so much trouble. Yeah. I mean, I think we could safely say that Anthony Brown is probably going to make the team. Anthony Brown, yeah. another one. Um, yeah. So I. I mean, he's going to be there. He's definitely going to be there. We haven't even mentioned him. I'm, like, that's yeah, pretty exciting yeah. to see what he's going to do well, this year. Well, considering that he made, I think he was a sixth round pick. He was yeah. a sixth round pick. And he made the team last year and excelled. It it, it, it wouldn't even make any sense for him to be, do anything but progress and be yeah. an integral part of the defense this year. Yeah. And it really pisses me off when people overlook him. I, I, I feel like, look, he was just, he was a sixth round rookie. They got playing time last year. But you, I mean, what you realize, I know that you realize that he played. Really, really well. Really well. Year. Really not well, not just for a rookie. Yeah. He played really well for a starting cornerback in the NFL. And, uh, man, I, I started off the show by talking about how excited I was to see Malik Collins and what he could do in the second year. I think I'm probably equally excited about Anthony Brown. And, yeah. You know, I think people got down on him because, and this is just part of the growing thing, was that there were a couple big plays here and there, and that's uh, unfortunately what people remember. But that's. But it's it's crazy because even because if you look back at some of those big plays, those big plays were not his fault. And I I know I've seen a couple of plays where, you know, Byron Jones, it was on Byron Jones to come roll roll coverage over. and He just didn't. He read it wrong. Yeah. You know, Anthony Brown is thinking, you know, especially with the Marinelli defense, you know, he's thinking I might have have coverage over top and you're looking for Byron and. Well, even if it's a play that he would have gotten burned on. It, it, look, we're obviously not only do we love this team, but we're we're critical of it. But we're all we're also rational, and we know that this is a rookie corner. It's going to happen. Yeah. But overall, how is he reading reading the uh, the other team's offense? How is he adjusting? And uh, saw almost nothing but but good and great things out of him. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 another thing, and, and I, I I guess I'll be the one to point out some of the, the, the negatives and things to be concerned about. Now, in addition to the growing pains of having so much, although it is talent, uh, it's young talent, is um, some of the additions that other teams in the division have made. Uh, and it's a concern. And <laughs> it's a concern. They happen to be not additions in the backfield so much, but uh, additions wide out, wide out. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be an issue, and there's going to be growing pains. It's uh, you know now dealing with uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Smith, um, and to perhaps a much larger degree, Brandon Marshall, uh, and Evan York, Ingram, and Evan Ingram in New York. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it, it's 
team's player, obviously, you don't know what things are going to play out. You don't know what injuries are going to happen. But the, the Giants look like they are, again, the biggest threat. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I mean, look, I think for the past three years, since we've known each other, I've told you, I'm out every single year. I'm worried about the Giants wide receivers. And that was before yeah. this, this draft. And just off the well, now I can acknowledge that um, fear. I, I may have been in denial it, about it before. But. I, it's scary. I mean, you look at the, the Giants' offense. I'm not. I'm not concerned about their running game. The only hope that I have is that their offensive line is pretty poor. Um, they. I think we can safely say they wasted a top ten pick on uh, Eric Flowers, the offensive tackle from, you know, that University of South Florida. Right. That has stayed in the contest. Um, he, he just, he doesn't seem like he get an NFL left tackle. Um, and I, to my knowledge, they didn't address that issue. Uh, so I think their line is, is suspect at best. Um, obviously that plays well into our hands and the additions we made on the defense line, but man. I mean, the other uh, thing we can hope for is Eli regressing. I mean, he's not a spring chicken either. No, he played like shit last year. Um, but he can still throw the ball, um, and he's got wide receivers that can catch it. I mean, so it's a concern. It's definitely a concern. Did, we, did, we, did you mention Jarrell Pryor? Uh, no, I did not. I did not. Um, um, well, I, I hope the rest of you do. They call him Pryor next year. But um, should they not be, I, I guess that is a, another weapon for um, yeah, for Cousins. But they, they lost their biggest weapon. Um, but it's you know it, it's it's quite a paradox we have with with the defense with tremendous optimism uh, uh, what looks to be a tremendous load of talent uh, but also a lot of youth and a lot of things to to be uh, a, a bit concerned about um, as far as they're they're needing to develop quickly in, in order to make this thing work and have uh, you know. Uh, any semblance of a, a, a win-loss record like they had last year. But overall, I mean, I'm, I'm still optimistic that our, that our secondary can match up well with these guys, even though there's a lot of talent. Um, I still think I still think we've got, we're ready. We're ready to go. Yeah. Um, the thing that, I think our secondary, even though Torrey Smith and Brandon and um, Alshon Jeffrey, Philadelphia, that sounds real, real good. It looks good on paper. But when you think about it, how many times did Carson Smith throw the ball down the field over 20 yards? I, I, a handful the entire season? That's why I'm, I'm not real worried about the additions they made in Philadelphia because Carson Wentz, I don't think, is ever going to be a guy that's going to push the ball down the field. Maybe it was just he was a rookie and maybe he wasn't comfortable, but it seems to me like the system he's in. And also, too, I don't think he really had a he had a down the field receiver. He would he would he would push the ball too. You know what I mean? And you know everybody's you know being like big big on Alshon Jeffrey, and of course Torrey Smith would get behind him. But I gotta see it. I gotta see it to believe it. Um, but as of now, not real concerned with, with the trash wide receivers or the trash offense. Yeah, I mean it's I, I you know the obviously there's there's always concern with them because uh, number one, how much we hate them. Um, Number two, that there there was some vulnerability there. Their 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 slant and in cut offense last year, it, it did create problems. Um, I, I don't think. I mean, everyone seems to still love and believe in Carson Wentz. Um, 
I, I, from what I saw of him compared to our rookie, uh, certainly, uh, I don't feel like there's really uh, anything to fear there, but, um, maybe they will figure out how to go downfield now that they have receivers who actually go downfield. I, I, the thing is, I don't know whether it was, uh, just something they were trying to ease him into an offense by having him, uh, go short on us so much and go short on, on everything that they played, but, um, you know, it was a problem. It, it was a problem for us to defend last year. Here's a, here's a thought. If you take a look at, what we've drafted and what we can assemble now. Do you think do you think our rotation will be based off of who we play that week? Because you got to think about it. How they killed how they killed us was those little quick slant. Yeah. I mean, and you got to think of the, the, the <laughs> tight in the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah, tight in the middle of the field. The quick the quick slants. You know, they 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 murdered us yeah. last year in Dallas. Yeah. You know what I mean with those those quick routes. So I can definitely see a player like Jordan Lewis. Um. You know, getting in there and, you know, with, with, with his athletic ability, being able to really contribute, you know, based on, you know, who, who, who the receivers are going to be for that week. And they have the system that they run. Yeah, I agree. And look, I, look, I yelled about it over and over and over again last year that we just, that we got chewed up by the tight end. I didn't know say it was unreal. However, having said that, you know, I haven't talked to Coach Marinelli about it, but maybe maybe that's the the bend don't break defense that he wants because maybe in his mind it's better like you know give him give him five or six yards to the tight end in the middle of the field. We don't want him to throw a touchdown pass. But here's the thing, well, here's the thing about it is you know, about the, the tight ends in our division. If you if you give them that five yards up the field, they could probably break that thing for 40, 50 yards. I mean, even I think we have Jordan Reed when he's healthy. Um, now Evan Ingram up in up in you know, and, New and York. Ingram is going to present problems. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, thank God we have a Jalen Smith in our stable who can, like, like we talked about before, who can, you know, run side on the sideline, but he could also cover, which is going to be, which is, which is good. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and even by having Byron Jones come down and do what he needs to do as far as covering and, you know, to pick up these tight ends. But, um, I, I, I definitely hope we get away from that Ben don't break. Mentality towards a tight end because now we have you know an extra tight end who could possibly get in there and you know really cause us some damage. You know, you know Jordan Regis was spits every time we play him. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is, every time we turn around, it's Kirk Cousins to Jordan Reed, Kirk Cousins to Jordan Reed. I mean, it's the same thing with Hurts. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I definitely, I, I definitely think that you know to some of the additions that we have on defense and. and Players that we have coming back and playing for us will definitely help out and contribute to that. Agreed. So, I mean, you know, based off of that, how do you guys see um, projections? Sacks from the D line. Well, obviously, just as a whole, we're not, I'm going to get into I mean, how many how many sacks. Uh, each player is going to have, but how many sacks do you see us generating from the D line? Well, I don't know off the top of my head what what's what the league average was for last year. I know that we're never really anywhere near the league average typically. Um, but um, you know the actual the actual number of sacks, I would like that to go up, but it, it's ultimately the, the pressure from parties that, that yeah, is, is sometimes most significant. We need more turnovers. I think the you know the higher the higher number of interceptions, you know, obviously that'd be better than I did. 
interceptions is higher than the number of sacks, that's better. So what you're saying is took pressure, right. turned in turned into interceptions, right. turnovers. We need more of that because man, the last few years just hasn't been there. No, and that's that's ultimately I mean you, you take a look at the difference between what happens when we play the Packers and when a team like the Seahawks plays the Packers. Uh, I mean, uh, Rogers' stats are basically pedestrian against the Seahawks most of the time, especially in a big game, especially in Seattle. Uh, whereas it's, he's doing whatever he wants to us. And that's basically because he has that uh, extra second, second and a half to throw the ball. Uh, when going up against our defense as opposed to uh, a defense like Seattle. So um, more pressure on him, uh, get him flustered, and, yeah, it would be nice if um, if when our, our defensive linemen are, are tackled and trying to rush him and have the penalties called. But uh, that aside, um, clearly the, the key to beating the Packers, which, again, that's an issue we may run into again this year, um, is getting, getting a, a legitimate pass rush. On Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, uh, you're going to need your offense to score at least 40 points. Yeah, yeah. And you got to jump on quick. I mean, we saw yeah. what happened. You know, made a it's a valiant effort, right? But you just too little, too late. Uh, one of the greatest games of the season, arguably. But, um, well, it was it was it, it was um, certainly happy with to see the resolve of a young team yeah. that got down early to uh, a team that had a superior offense. Um, but it was it was kind of the, the what you would see from a, a talented team that is a little bit overcome by the moment. Um, we, we had a rookie quarterback, but it, they, they just they seemed a little bit uh, shell-shocked in that, you know, the, certainly in the first quarter. And it took a while for them to realize Wait a minute, this is with the number one seed. We had a, um, in games that mattered a 13 and 2 record. We, we don't need to lose this game. We certainly don't need to get embarrassed. And, um, you know, that was the one, uh, the, the silver lining from that game is the experience and, and what that teaches us for, um, you know, for, for years to come, hopefully beginning of this year. So, uh, I, I, I just ran the numbers. Um, 28 sacks for a D-line last year. And do we, do we know what that compared with with the league average and, and other teams? Or, um, maybe a, a team like, like Seattle. I mean, if, if it was, if we had 28 last year, it would certainly be, be nice to have at least 35, 36 this year. If I could pull that up. I mean, I definitely think with the, the new additions, I don't, I don't, I don't think I mean, do you think an increase of seven, seven to eight sacks is, is, is an irrational? No, not at all. I mean, I, I can actually make the case for it to possibly go up, especially with the rotation that we're going to have on defense. Constantly having fresh guys rolling in and out. You know what I mean? You got to think back to what, you know, the Spagnolo defenses when they were up in New York. Like, that was a you know, sack machine up there. And it's yeah, a matter yeah. of just because of the rotation he had on those guys. I mean, it was like every other down, a fresh guy was coming in. They were just riding, like, rolling right down the line. You know, I remember at one point in time, he literally had four DNs on the line. And it was just all yeah. speed rushing. You know what yeah. I mean? So if we can, you know, duplicate that, you know, sky's the limit on, on as far as these sacks go. Yeah, I mean, it's, and and definitely I think the consensus is, is that that 
that needs to go up. I mean, we can we have a good enough offense and a good enough team in general to win enough games to get in the playoffs. But at some point, you're you're, you're going to run into monsters, and you, you can't just be oh well we're, we're here let's just hope for the best. Um, you know now that we're playing uh, you know, like the Packers or the Falcons or to make it, that would probably be the opponent to, to pick them against it. There's, uh, but damn, dude, it's it's tough to go to back-to-back Super Bowl. Uh, who, who, I guess, who do you think would be the challenger? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh is probably always going to be a problem. There, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot in that division that would really threaten the Steelers. Certainly not Cleveland or uh, Cincinnati doesn't seem like they're improving. They seem to be only regressing each year, and yeah, I mean, Baltimore, that's their rival. Baltimore usually has a decent team, but do I see them being as good as Steelers? Probably not, so assuming that they coach through their division, um, they'll be there. Um, I, I think they would, once again, have a tough time going to Foxborough and trying to win there, but uh, yes to Pittsburgh, uh, as being a threat. Um, I guess for people who, who believe that the, the Raiders' record last year was legit. Um, that that would be that would be a threat too. But um, you know, it, it's uh, again the, the the key to us getting there is uh, you know assuming that the offense does what it's supposed to do is is, is our defense. Um, you know, being able to make that transition uh, and, and becoming a, a defense that's if not known for the pass rush, at, at least being respected. All right, um, random numbers again. Interceptions, we had nine last okay. season. And do we know how that compares to the rest of the league? Definitely needs to be more. Yeah, definitely needs to be more. Yeah, that's obviously that's that's uh, about one pick every two games. I would I would imagine one pick for the defense every two games has to be near the lower half. Of yeah, yeah, and again, part of that comes back to the pass rush. It's not just uh, you know the the, the secondary is running around there clueless. Um, it's a seamless web with with one thing leading to the other. But maybe maybe the interception numbers more than the actual sack numbers are what what needs to show drastic improvement um, as being a, a true reflection of the improvement of the defense. Jordan Lewis, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, has three good balls too. He had five feet interception in college. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Anthony Brown is well known as having great ball skills, but you know, hopefully that'll, that'll improve. On paper, that seems to be Jordan Lewis's thing. It's it hawking the ball, and he has uh, almost receiver like hands. Uh, Nolan Carroll's got pretty good. I don't even think he's talked about Nolan Carroll. No, he is. Uh, Nolan Carroll's got good ball skills. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're, they're off, off the field concerns. May or may not be dealt with, but um, he'll be there. I, I am assuming that he, he won't have to miss any time because of that. Um, and if so, I, I, I believe he should check the starter. He probably will be a starter opposite Anthony Brown. Yeah. Uh, so, 
that looks like Kendrick in the slot, Anthony Brown on one side, and Nolan Carroll on the other, with Keith and Byron Johnson in the back of the secondary. Sounds pretty good to me. No, it, it, it does. It sounds good, and, and uh, uh, yeah, no, no reason to be anything uh, but optimistic. It's just tricky when you know we we're no longer in this you know in the, in the, in the early 2000 stage where we were five and eleven every year and just hoping to get uh, you know some things for the future and knowing we're not going to be good the next season. This is different. This is a combination of wanting and needing to win now. Uh, there's certain veterans on that team you, you, you absolutely want to see, and obviously the main one that comes to mind is Jason Witten. I know he signed a, I believe it was a four-year uh, extension, but um, you know the, the, the window's closed, and, and there's certain guys you want to see you know, be able to have a chance, not just uh, you know, we're building for um, three, four, five, six years from now. So it's, it's a combination of um, trying to reload without having any setbacks. And it's, it's tricky. It's tricky to be winning football. It's not like uh, uh, baseball where you know you can you can work things out over uh, over uh, well over 100 games and uh, you know develop a, a sense of cohesion and not not worry too much about a couple losses as your team is finding its way. No, if you, if you lose two or three games in a row, it's, it's absolute time to panic. When you lose 20 percent of the games in the season in, in a row. It's no longer, you know, oh, everything's coming along nicely. It's just taking time to develop. It's uh, it's panic and people need to worry, worry about losing their job. So. And the other thing that's been, that I was impressed with about the Cowboys this past year and, and the year before is we're not, you know, we were notorious for going after a big, a big name free agent, you know, and we're not, we're not the same Cowboys anymore. We're not doing that. Um, I mean, there's a couple of big name free agents. Secondary players this year. Uh, I know we talked about Darrell Revis before and what that might look like, but I'm I myself am thrilled that we didn't go pick him up. Yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't see that happening now. No, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm glad it didn't. Uh, we just don't have enough roster spots for that. Well, I mean, I was I was I was, I was you know I was excited about throwing around the possibility and the idea of having him having him on board and what he could teach the defense. Um, especially, you know, the, the, the young secondary that we're going to have. But, you know, getting back to what Amar just said, I don't, we're not going to have the roster spots for somebody like him. I mean, we definitely have the cash. Um, but as far as the roster spots go, and, um, and, and then you got to go back to what I said earlier about, you know, having a veteran like Barry Church, how much did he, you know, prevent the growth of Jeff Heath because he played so much now? What are you going to do if you put Darrell Revis in? Because he's, he's going to play. Yeah. I guess what, what my, my larger point is, it's, it's a new Cowboys. We're not, we're not picking a big name and paying them a bunch of money to play like shit for one or two years. We're, we're drafting good players. Um, we're developing players. Jeffy's the perfect example. Um, but you know, I, I gotta give, I, I feel like I bring this up all the time, but I gotta give all the credit to Will McCoy when we talked about it. That guy cannot leave the Cowboys organization. Uh, we cannot let that happen. Past two, three draft classes have all been home runs, um, and obviously we have to see what the season looks like. How these 2017 draft picks play, but uh, all indications are it's going to be another home run. 
No, I, I, I don't remember the, the our, our total sacks that you had for last year. I, I don't total know. sacks were 34. Okay. Um, you know, just from the D line, we had it was 28. Okay. Well, I, I, I was mistaken in my assumption. It's actually we're, we're uh, technically in the, in the top half of the league. Um, I actually have, have here as a 36. Uh, number one is Arizona. Uh, at 48, and that's what you see from from the all the the top the top six, top eight have have around 40. Um, so uh, apparently, I mean, maybe maybe some of that is due to you know, the some of the sack bonanzas we had uh, with the you know the, I know that the game in Green Bay we had a lot of sacks. Um, Tampa Bay we had a we had a had a, had a when David Irving was a terror there, so I think he would have maybe three sacks. Right. So. You know, as far as sacks goes, I, I, I guess, you know, you want to improve. You don't want to be in the middle of the pack. But if it wasn't, you know, dire straits, that I thought we were in. Um, going to interceptions, that's where uh, we, 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 ranked, we ranked 27th in the league. Not and, good. And that's that would be the improvement. You know, I think we started with the nine. And you have the, the top teams in the league doubling that. So... You know that that's when, when you're getting half the number of picks that uh, you know the, the top defense in the league. Uh, you definitely want to improve on that. Yeah, Brandon Carr was never never going to get you uh, many interceptions. I mean, he had a couple in his tenure with the Cowboys. Right, I mean, Mo Claiborne only had a couple. I mean, literally, I can't think of of a lot off the top of my head. A lot of interceptions. Sean Lee had a lot of interceptions when he played middle linebacker. But I'm not sure that he has one since he got kicked out of his will um, on the weak side. So I'm not sure. Um, Jalen Smith, maybe. I mean, boy, the offense is worth that. You know, maybe that that'll bring some extra firepower as far as um, coverage uh, from the linebacker position. But you know, again, it's it's the, the seamless web that we talked about with with the. the Front being tied to, to the secondary, and, and that you, you look at the teams that uh, are near the top uh, of the, the, the interception list, and a lot of them they if you look at Baltimore, Kansas City, San Diego, even though they're a little team, uh, Carolina, these are all teams that generally can put pressure on the quarterback. Um, so it, again, it's it's. You don't when you, when you talk about the interceptions being an increase, you don't want to just uh, you know harp on not, not that any of us are doing this, but just in general, you don't want to harp on um, well, it's it's the defensive backs have to get better at, at reading the ball and reading the quarterback. Well, well, I think I definitely think that's going to help out because you got to you got you got you to look at you know this certain 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 plays where Brandon Carr is in position to make plays on the ball. He just you know I think getting more getting younger and more athletic on that at that position. On the defensive side of the balls, it will automatically, you know, hopefully, you know, turn into more interception. And, and you look at you look at Drew's point with with the the thing that killed us the most last year was the tight end of the scene. But what 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 type of play is that? It's a very secure play. It's mm-hmm. not a high risk play. So if you're able to take away a low risk play for the offense and make them have to throw more high risk passes. That again would increase the interception number. That's yeah. part another reason they're probably so low is they could throw these. Dink and dunk passes, and when it wasn't a dink and dunk, it will be a tight end up the seam who's basically wide open. Those balls aren't going to get picked. Uh, so, 
definitely, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, again, what we started with, with, uh, with, with the pass rush needed to be there, needed to be stepped up. And it seems like what we have are, are the personnel uh, who can possibly do that as long as they stay healthy and keep their noses clean. Yeah, sounds good to me. I mean, you know, just to go back and, you know, as we wrap this up, um, you know, super excited to see how this defensive unit plays in the, in the, in the youth unit that we have, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, definitely think the sky's the limit, you know, for these, for these guys. Um, I, and I definitely, I definitely think that this year the defense will be able to hold up their, their, end, of the, their end of the deal. Um, and it won't be so much as, you know, our, our best defensive strategy will be to keep the offense on the field. Defense I still want the offense to be on the field for a long time. I still want those, you know, it's... Only have to worry about that with number 21 back there, so... Yeah, and you look at the projections, it's, uh, you know, Zeke is not expected to take less of a load. If anything, it's going to increase a little bit this season. So, uh, you still want that, that strategy to be in place. You still want the defense uh, being able to take breaks that are seven minutes of game time long uh, and, and not having so much pressure on them, but at the same time, when they do have to make the final stop to win the game, uh, you want them to be able to do that. Okay. All right, guys. Wrapping up that one.